Thanks for joining Sapelo Nerds, a coastal science podcast. I'm your host, Corinne. And I'm your host, Brittany. And we work at the National Estuarine Research Reserve, or NEAR, on Sapelo Island, a Georgia barrier island. <laughs> Man, I have that restaurant's jingle stuck in my head all day. The one that says, we're shrimply the best? Yes! You know, I'd, I'd sing it for you, but you know, copyright laws. I don't think our listeners have ever been so grateful to have copyright laws. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I mean, they're talking about Georgia shrimp, so they aren't wrong. I think we do have the best shrimp. And since it is shrimp season in state waters, I'm probably going to go rustle up some dinner tonight. That does sound tasty, and you've got plenty of options. I mean, as Bubba Gump says, there's shrimp kebabs, shrimp creole, shrimp gumbo, pan-fried, deep-fried, stir-fried... There's pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp. Okay, okay. I think I think we get the idea. <laughs> okay, right. Well, shrimp season officially opened on June 20th this year, but what do you mean by in-state waters? Well, the state of Georgia doesn't monitor the whole ocean, just the water closest to its shore, and that's true for all coastal states. The state territory stretches out about three nautical miles offshore. After that, it's federal waters, out to about 100 nautical miles offshore, and then it's international waters, or no man's land. And just in case anyone is interested, a nautical mile is different from a statute or land-based mile. A nautical mile is an internationally recognized unit of measuring distance that's based on the Earth's latitude and longitude. It's actually equal to traveling one minute of latitude, which is just slightly longer than the imperial mile we use in the United States. That makes a lot of sense. If you're traveling long distances using charts or GPS, basing your movement on latitude and longitude is just easier. So if you're within three nautical miles of Georgia shore, you can catch shrimp to eat this time of year all you want. Shrimp season can be open any time between mid-May through the end of February, but it's typically open from mid-June to mid-January. And it's up to our Department of Natural Resources to determine the actual open and close dates each year. That's right. The commissioner of the DNR uses an administrative order to set the official open and close dates each season, and that's based on scientific evidence gathered by the Coastal Resource Division of the DNR. You mean they don't just pick a date at random? Um, no, not exactly. It's science. There's a team of marine biologists and other CRD personnel that sample sites along the Georgia's coast each month on ecological monitoring trawl surveys to learn about fish, invertebrates, and habitats. On this trawl, personnel measure 30 individuals of each species and weigh the overall catch of each species. This provides evidence of the overall stock available on our coastal waters. So when they have a good idea of how many shrimp are in the water, they can set a date for opening the shrimp season? That's right. When it gets close to shrimp season, they're able to tell if the population is at a good size so that shrimpers can get a good number and weight of shrimp per effort that they put into the catch. So that's the catch per unit effort, or CPUE. That's measured as the amount of shrimp caught per 15-minute trawl during the CRD survey. And they do the same measurements to close the season? That's right. Once it's taking too much effort to catch a good amount of shrimp, they'll recommend closing the season to the DNR commissioner. Well, hopefully our local shrimpers are off to a strong start this shrimp season. The 2022 shrimp season was a bit low. According to the commercial seafood landings data released by CRD, which we can link to in our show notes, The 2022 landings were less than half of Georgia's average shrimp landings. And what's worse is that there's no clear reason why these landings were low. The last time we had a particularly low season was in 2013. 
That year, we had some intense summer rainfall, which affected the shrimp life cycle. But shrimpers also noticed that more shrimp than they had seen in the past started showing darkened gills. We've seen that before on Signer's Estuarine Fish Monitoring Cooperative Trawls. Some shrimp will have almost black gills, and they're suffering from a parasite. The blackening of the gills is actually an immune response from the shrimp as the parasite feeds on their gills. This can kill the shrimp, but first it makes them more susceptible to predation. Think about it this way. If you can't breathe as well as usual, you won't be able to run as far to escape getting eaten. Our friends, led by Dr. Mark Fisher at the University of Georgia's Skidaway Institute of Oceanography, put a lot of effort into understanding the effects of black gill and what caused it. Dr. Fisher's team identified a previously unknown species of ciliate called Hyalophysalini, named after well-known ciliate biologist named Dennis Lynn, who passed away in 2018. And just in case you aren't recalling your biology classes, a ciliate is a single-celled organism that has cilia, or small hair-like projections, that are used for movement and gathering food. This species has actually been around for a long time. The researchers expect it could be 40 million years old. We've only recently identified it because it's only recently become a problem. The research shows that abundance of this black gill parasite is likely connected to our warming climate. Black gill doesn't usually appear throughout the year. Shrimps start to show signs of black gill in the summer, and it peaks in September or October. Then the amount of black gill seen decreases until it almost disappears in January. That seasonality is pretty closely related to our water temperatures. Unfortunately, as we're seeing a warming climate, our ocean and estuarine waters are also warming. Frischer and his team analyzed decades of data to notice that warmer winters have resulted in smaller harvests since blackgill has been seen in our shrimp. Before blackgill was abundant, it was actually the opposite. Colder winters meant smaller harvests. And there are a lot of factors that can impact our shrimp population, such as temperature and precipitation, so researchers are still trying to understand the impacts of black gill. One of the largest concerns is for shrimpers who rely on a good harvest for their only source of income. Although we don't expect to get rid of black gill, we may be able to predict how the season will go for shrimpers. This can help them determine how much effort and resources to put into their trawls. I'm sure I'm not the only one who appreciates their efforts. Our Georgia shrimp is just so tasty. We've got to support the folks who catch them. And I guess that's a bit of good news. Blackgill doesn't impact the taste of shrimp at all, which ties into our listener question from Marissa in McIntosh County. She wants to know what makes our Georgia shrimp taste so darn sweet. Great question, Marissa. The key to our shrimp's tasty flavor lies in the healthy habitats they move through during their life cycle. The white and brown shrimp we typically eat from Georgia spend two to three months of their year-long lives in the salt marshes juveniles. This time is crucial for shrimp to eat tons of food so they grow up big and strong. And a lot of what they eat while they're in the marsh is dead spartina grass or smooth cord grass. We've talked a little bit in the past about the detritus in the Georgia coast and what pluff mud is made out of. They do eat this, but a lot of what they eat when they're in the marsh is dead spartina grass or smooth cord grass. This grass is related to sugarcane, so as our shrimp are eating it, they get a little bit of that sweetness in them. They have a much more natural and balanced diet than like farm shrimp, and since we have such large areas of healthy marsh, we get big, delicious shrimp. Jaw jaw shrimp. That's part of the reason I was so sad whenever I ran over that bag of fresh shrimp. Oh no, that does sound sad. Yeah, I mean, it was just road krill. <laughs> well, do you know why the visiting Australian fisherman got kicked out of the toy store? No, why? He kept throwing shrimp on the bobbies. 
For more information about any of the topics we covered today or to submit your question that may be featured in our upcoming episodes, please email us at signer.socials at gmail.com. That's S-I-N-E-R-R dot socials at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Sapelo Nerds, a coastal science podcast brought to you by the Sapelo Island National Estuarine Research Reserve. Please check back for more episodes released each month. And we really need reviews. So, you know, leave us a couple of of good ones. Really good ones. (laughs) And that's the Sapelo Sound.